All right, 303. I am going to lose my mind. 877-337-6666. I'm going to lose my mind if I read another story about Yamamoto. I'm going to lose it. Every day there's something new. The most latest, the most recent rumor is that uh, you can, from Jeff Passan, is that the idea that he has had multiple $300 million offers is not true. That he's met with these teams, obviously. He's met with Cohen twice. He's met with the Yankees twice. I don't know if he's met with any other team twice. I think just the Yankees and Mets. He had a second dinner at, at Steve Cohen's house. I mean, how many different, you know, how many different free meals does the guy need? He's going to make $300 million. But apparently offers really haven't been out there. The, the Mets might have made an offer. The Yankees might have made an early prelim, uh, preliminary offer. But they expect the, all, the, the real bidding to start this week and is expected to make an announcement before Christmas. So this is the week. It should happen for sure. And while I do believe um, the reports that he hasn't, maybe not necessarily some of the, the high offers we saw Carlos Baerga, take that for what for what that's worth. Carlos Baerga reported on Instagram the Yankees offered over three hundred million. Um, there was a news report that the Red Sox offered over three hundred million. There was a report that the Giants off uh, the um, the Giants offered three hundred million. There was a report that the Mets had offered three forty, whatever number it was. So while I don't, while I believe the story that those numbers might all be either premature or not accurate or whatever the case may be. He's going to get there. He's a 25-year-old stud pitcher in a market that really has a couple of guys in it. Blake Snell, who doesn't throw a lot of innings. Uh, Montgomery, who's a very, very, very good number three starter, but proven playoff performer. But I think over the course of the season, I don't think anyone would confuse uh, Montgomery for an ace necessarily unless he continues to progress. Right now, he's a... He's a pretty good second starter, and he's an excellent third starter, but he's also been a pro... uh, uh, proven postseason performer now. So, I mean, he'll make some money. But ultimately, this guy is the premier guy, and everybody wants him. And right now, the three teams, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, I don't care what the numbers are now, he is going to get $300 million. I, we weren't so sure about that early on. I, I do. I think he is going to get $300 million. And like we talked about yesterday, I don't think the Mets have a choice but to give it to him. And it doesn't sound like the Mets will pivot. Like it's, it's almost as if the Mets have made a distinction on him being 25 years old, being a superstar, being able to you know, make the money off of, of him and the market that creates interest for your team by bringing in another Japanese superstar. Um, and just how talented he is and how young he is, the Mets have made a decision they're in on getting Yamamoto. That's a guy they've made a priority to. In fact, the only priority of the entire offseason. And it sounds like if he picks the Yankee pinstripes or he goes to play with his buddy Otani in L.A. or whatever the case may be, if he does not become a Met, I don't think there is going to be an extreme pivot to go sign Montgomery or go sign Snell or go trade for Dylan Cease or go trade for Bieber in Cleveland. I, I don't know if that's the move. I think the Mets might just stand pat and sign more of these inning-eater type you know, starters and just make it through a year before next year's pitching market becomes a lot more um, ab- uh, abundant. There's a lot more pitchers next year, and they've talked about moving to 20, uh, 25. So for me, 
this is a must win for the New York Mets. It's a must win because they don't have a plan B. I think the Yankees have plan Bs. I think the Yankees are all in for this year. I think the Yankees want Yamamoto. That's their number one priority. I think they'll go as high as, as Hal will allow them to go, which will be over $300 million. It won't be as high as Steve Cohen, but it'll be over $300 million to bring in Yamamoto. But if they don't, I think they'll pivot. I don't. There's some talks that they'll go get Montgomery. I don't know. I think they would be more into the trade market because if you're not going to be able to, you know, you got Juan Soto for one year, right? You got Judge long-term. You got Cole long-term. You got Stanton long-term. Those are the main contracts. Uh, uh, Torres is up after this year. LeMahieu's for a couple more years. But those are the major long-term big money deals. Judge, Cole, Stanton. Rizzo's done after this year. Torres is done after this year. And you're not paying money to uh, Rodon. Excuse me. Rodon's the other one too. And Rodon's making big money for the next five years. So those are your big-time, long-term contracts. I don't know if they want to add another one who's not a 25-year-old superstar who can, you know, retap that market, uh, the Japanese market that they have been so successful tapping into with Matsui and Tanaka and Hiroki Kuroda and all everybody else who's been wildly successful in a Yankee uniform. So I think that's the guy, much like the Mets, I think they view it the same way, the one guy they're willing to give big-time money to. The difference is I think the Yankees will pivot and trade prospects, and that's what I would expect them to do. Bieber would be a rental, and so would Corbin Burns, and that's who I would target. I want Corbin Burns, and I'll tell you something. I would want Corbin Burns even if they get Yamamoto. If they can get Yamamoto and turn around and trade for Corbin Burns and trade a Peraza, I don't want to trade Spencer Jones, their number one overall prospect, and I clearly don't want to trade Jason Dominguez, but Besides that, I've, I already consider Volpe a starting shortstop. He's not tradable either. I don't even view him as a prospect right now. But I would trade Peraza. I would trade Everson Pereira. I would trade some of these other to- uh, prospects to get a Corbin Burns in here to add to that rotation, even if it's for one year. Even if it's for one year. And you go all in on 2024, and then you figure it out. Then you try and sign Juan Soto. It, depending on the year Burns had, you try and sign Burns. In the he'll hit free agency, so will Bieber. Then you play in next year's starting pitching market, and you see and you see what you have in Rodon. Maybe Rodon answers questions for you, and you don't feel desperate to go out there and spend big time money. Maybe Nestor Cortez answers questions, and you don't feel so desperate to hit the starting market. Or maybe they answer questions that they're not good, and you're forced to hit the starting pitching market. Like a lot can happen in a year. I have no problem with the Yankees all in for one more year. So that would be my pivot. Go get Yamamoto. Give them the three hundred million. Give them three whatever, and, and spanning out over 12, 14 years, which is some of the rumors. He's only twenty five years old. I have no problem giving him a thirteen year contract. That's pretty, that's typically what free agent get. Cole's here till thirty nine. Pay him till he's thirty seven, thirty eight. He's twenty five years old. Pay him. Pay him. And if that doesn't work out, then pivot. The difference between the Mets and the Yankees are twofold. One, the Mets have more money, and if Yamamoto just wants the top dollar, he's going to be a Met. But two, I don't see the Mets pivoting. I see the Mets as this is our guy, and if we don't get him, we'll wait for next year when Bieber and all these different guys hit the market, and we'll attack the starting pitching that market. I don't think we're ready that this year. We're gonna, we still have to answer questions on Alonzo. We still have things we want to do. We want to take a step back, get underneath the tax threshold, reset it for next year, things like that. Where the Yankees, I think, are all in after an 82-80 and 80 season. 
So this is much more. As we now are at the crunch time, as we are meeting you know, the, the deadline here where he hopes to get it done by Christmas, and this is where the rubber meets the road. And I, I still think it's between the two New York teams. I do. I don't think he wants to go to be, be in an Otani shadow. I really don't. Not from everything I've heard. Obviously, I don't know the, the man at all. But from everything I read, everything I hear, uh, he doesn't want to be – he doesn't want to take second fiddle to Otani. Now, I understand there are more stars in Yankee Stadium. He won't be the opening day starter for the Yankees, which he will be for the Mets. But he's still enough of the big-time free agent splash and pitching for the Yankees. It's not the same as joining the Dodgers and Otani. So we'll see what he does, but it's finally going to happen. And I'll tell you what, you know who comes out smelling like a rose? I don't know if you guys are into this. We talk a lot about the sports media. The one guy who comes out smelling like a rose in all this is Jeff Passan. Jeff Passan for ESPN. He started out for Yahoo, but now he works for ESPN. Obviously one of the premier uh, sports news breakers in the game. He has been the one guy, the one guy who has not put out nonsense day in and day out. And listen, I I research, I I constantly refresh my feed. I'm looking for it. So I I don't want to kill Andy Martino. I don't want to kill John Heyman. I don't want to say these guys are putting out useless information, nonsense every day, because I'm I'm such a big Yankee fan. I'm so freaking interested that I am. I'm clamoring for the, the, I'm one of the idiots. I'm the fat kid at the end of the chocolate assembly line, just waiting, waiting for the chocolate bars to fall into my mouth. I want it bad. So it's hard for me to kill them when I'm, devouring their crumbs but they have constantly put out nothing burgers and just i heard this and some people heard that and his thinking is this and i have him i have this team as the front runner and blah 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 none of it has had an ounce of actual news to it day on and day out that's all they do and it's starting to really upset some people like some people are just fed up with it tired of the news tired of the nonsense and jeff Passon has been the one guy who's been willing to refrain he does not put a – he's just been MIA. He'll come out with a story as he did on uh, on Yamamoto today, and he'll tweet something out. And when he does, you know it's fact. They, he was never offered a $300 million contract yet. Okay, then well, now I know that because Jeff Passan said it, and he doesn't put out nonsense. And I'm wondering and I'm hoping that this little small little win for the wait for it to be actual factual news might actually – start to spur the media into that direction. But who am I kidding? It's, it's never going to happen. But in the same week where you got Morosi giving out the idea that Otani's on his way to Toronto and then has to publicly apologize and put a fan base through the ringer, no more than their actual fraud Blue Jay team does themselves because they are a bunch of frauds, that team. But put a fan base through the ringer assuming Otani was coming to sign a contract or something. The plane was in the air. Morosi's reporting he's coming to Toronto. Everyone's watching it on whatever app you have to track private planes. It ends up being the guy from Shark Tank and his family. But, like, I'm really hoping that maybe we can get past the idea of I got to come out with anything I have every day that people need something. And it's partially my fault because, yeah, I, I consume it. I read all the stories. I click on all the things. I read everything that Martino writes. I read everything Heyman writes because I'm starved. I want it so bad I can taste it. This stupid baseball offseason sucks. They need to figure out a way. I don't know how they can do it. They need to figure out a way to put this thing all in a quick time frame like football. Free agency starts and the signings happen five minutes later. Like literally. It, the, it's like free agency was started 2 p.m. on Friday. 2.01, we have four or five signings. 
It's already in the. It's already pre. We already hear about it. We knew it was going to happen, and then boom, we get the signings instead of just nothing and nothing. He's going to wait till Christmas. He's going to wait till the New Year's. He's going to wait till after the winter meetings. He's going to wait. Like, wh- why are you waiting? All right, that's my baseball rant.